And you're all experiencing the Lotus effect with uh, Phoenix and Phone Boy. And I'm Phone Boy. I don't know Phone Boy. I'll explain. And I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. And of course, I'm Phoenix. Yes, I am a silly girl. Oh, I'm trying to fire. That, that clip just not is firing. What the heck is going on there? Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. I, I, I tried to fire that clip, but it's not firing. What's going on? There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. It would be a pity to damage yours. Yeah, well, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to episode 31 of uh, the, the Lotus Effect uh, with uh, with Phoenix and Phone Boy. And uh, yeah, and this is, uh, you know. This is episode 31. It is 31. And this is a value for value podcast. We kind of want to remind you of that. Um, and uh, this is, uh, you know, so we will certainly take your your Fiat Fund coupons, your Satoshis. Send your dick pics. Yeah, and, and, and send your dick pics. Yeah, you can, uh, you can do that. Um, you know, it's a, they, but if you go to lotuseffect.show, there's a link on the front page there to all of the ways that you can donate to us. So that yeah, we we t- we take our fiat fund coupons via PayPal and Satoshi's via a nude podcast app, a nude podcast app. And if you do not have a nude podcast app or one that the one that uh, streams Satoshi's, then go find one that does. Uh, go to nudepodcastapps.com and you can see a list of all the podcast apps that can stream Satoshi's. Boost me, bitch. That's right. And uh, yeah, and uh, the, we're you know, we're having a great goddamn time here. Um, and uh, As we you know, do. and and we we need to recognize our uh, some of our donations up front. Um, and I realized that on la- these these came in earlier this month, and yeah, you know, this this month has been a little crazy. So we we I wanted to make sure we uh, we had uh, properly acknowledged uh, these two uh, executive producers here. Uh, so uh, so NA Millennial or Nam in, in the uh, in in our uh, troll room. Uh, love us some Nam. Yeah, we love us some Nam. He gave us ten bucks, and uh, we, Ooh, we we really love us some Nam. <laughs> yeah, we love us some Nam. Yeah, and uh, Sharky Sharky Shark has got his uh, monthly donation of seven dollars and sixty six cents that came. In a couple days ago and uh yeah we want to make sure we acknowledge these folks and if you want to uh you know there's there's lots of ways to uh to uh again do that uh, you can you can uh, donate yourself uh you know, if, you th- if you find value out of this uh, rambling that the two of us do then uh, yeah by by all means uh put it in there uh we we love to hear it and so uh yeah and we- you can also donate by trolling us in the troll room or listening along even if it's not live uh all of our shows can be found at lotuseffect.show uh, from the first shit show we did to the current thing we're about the, the, to do. The current, the current shit show, you mean? Yeah. Hey, uh, we're the stars of this piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I know. I think that might actually have to be a show. T- so we have to write down. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing, too. If you, you see... Uh, you know, if you see uh, potential show titles, uh, you can certainly type them in. You can yeah, also drop them in the chat. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, you can do ISO. Um, you know, you can you can type in ISO in the troll room, and theoretically, that for anything that you want ISO, that's that's a good way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. We have that going on. Thank, thanks, Servo. Uh, for, for oh, and our favorite troll of ours, Sir Bemrose, has finally arrived. Yeah, time trolling, time trolling and, tre- and treasure. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think that's a potential show title. That actually. is a great show title. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's in that. But uh, so today's uh, today's topic is actually uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the ketogenic diet. We're gonna talk about the term keto specifically, that's right. uh, because uh, yeah, actually we had some. Uh, uh, 
As, at, right before the show, we went to the grocery store. Um, yeah, because to, I needed twine to tie up that aggravating chicken that kept running around the kitchen and slipping and sliding all over the stove. Yeah, exactly. Um, so talk about a shit. Now we actually we actually had a conversation with somebody in the grocery store about the, the very thing we were talking about. We did actually, because of course, you know, neither phone boy nor I can be silent when we go to a grocery store. A spore. Jesus. Spore. Yeah, grocery spore. There's grocery a show spore. Title. Uh, okay then. No, when we go to the grocery store, we do not have the ability not to just play the hot, fresh garbage game or pick up things and look at the labels and the ingredients and whatnot. And, you know, it's actually become a thing where we just can't stop ourselves. And there just happened to be a woman. And I know, oh, I know what it was. We were looking at baby food. And no, we are not expecting. We just were looking because, I mean, think That's about That's where it. we were in the grocery store. Let's yeah, it just happened to be the aisle. And also because I was curious to see, you know, what's the shit they're putting in the food that they're giving to our, you know, our, our next generation, if you will. And I was actually pre- pleasantly surprised to find that Gerber actually was only water and that which it was the product of, which happened to be pumpkin that I happened to pick up. Now, I don't know if anyone's yeah, ever well, as, as But as we found out, right, you can't trust any brand, right? Because even no, brands we'll that we think don't have uh, yeah. fuckery uh, have fuckery. You find plenty of it in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we'll, you, we'll definitely talk about that, too, when, when we talk about the bullshit marketing term and and the various yeah, sort exactly of so um okay so anyway if you guys want to weigh in on any of this any of this bullshit uh yeah uh call us at 253-237-3321 we would love to hear from you and yeah and we actually have a new segment called the refire where you can call in and tell us about whatever topic we've chosen this week happens to be the first time i broke a tooth yeah, there you go. And uh, so that's, so yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, and uh, yeah, it, so uh, get your calls in, as it were. Uh, but uh, well, you can, you phone can call lines in are not open. Well, the phone lines, well, the phone lines are open, but, they, they, but the operators are not standing by, that's only Google Voices. Is. Yeah, exactly. Operators are and not. And we do st- love Google Voices translation. Yeah, sometimes you get the best show titles that way. You certainly uh, do. Okay. So, so why don't we dive right in? Yeah, let's dive right into, uh, yeah. So what is the keto diet? Well, keto is actually a term for a low-carb diet categorized by the idea that in taking more calories from protein and fat and less from carbs uh, is is the way to go. That's what this diet centers around. Keto is short for ketogenic, by the way. Correct. Now, the diet recommends cutting back on easily digested carbs, such as those found in sugar, soda, baked goods, and white bread. I find that a bit... A bit presumptuous because if you're doing keto, I would assume, and again, you know, assuming makes an ass out of you and me, but I would assume that you, when when you're doing keto, because I've done keto, you should probably not be intaking any sugar, soda, or anything of that particular type. So I don't know why they find it necessary to say cutting back. No, not cut back, cut out. You know, like Joey from Full House, cut it out. You don't need that shit. Your body naturally produces the sugar you need to survive. That's what your pancreas is all about. Yeah, that's yeah. And I love the fact that people talk about the fact that your body needs sugar to survive. That's that's technically correct. There are certain things in your body that actually do require sugar. However, your body generates it itself. It's called gluconeogenesis. It's literally the body making glucose out of whatever it needs to make it out of. And seriously, um, yeah, it, it, your body has about four teaspoons of sugar in it in the in, in, in the in the blood sugar. If you know that assumes a norm, normal healthy blood sugar, but um, 
But ultimately, yeah, your body, it, it's so critical. Your body creates what it needs itself. You do not need to consume anything. Four teaspoons of sugar is almost nothing, right? You could easily replenish that with a single lifesaver, probably. It's not, you don't even need that much. I'd have to look up what four teaspoons in grams is. But ultimately, you do not need to consume sugar. Your body will literally create it out of, well, many things. Yeah, that's true. And going along with the the, the nefariousness of the sugar that we're feeding our children. We just happened to be in the juice aisle because I needed some lemon juice. And we wanted to compare the lemon juice in the bottle to what fresh lemons are, which we subsequently bought the fresh lemons. But the juice that we picked up was some juicy juice, which claims it's 100% juice, which that's fine. No added sugars. Yeah, it doesn't need it. We looked at the label. It has 29 grams per serving. So that's fantastic. As you heard on our sugar episode, that's literally nine grams more than the average female is required to intake on a daily basis. So congratulations, you're turning your children into diabetics with one glass of juice. Pretty much. And yeah, if you want to talk about Oreos or crack, we actually, that was, that was, uh, that was a couple of episodes ago, crack Oreos, I think. Is, yes, it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're, we're very familiar with the fact that Oreos are just as addictive as cocaine. And if I'd actually had the, I think I probably have the clip somewhere here. I could, oh, I, cause I, oh, I do. Uh, no, I don't have it loaded on the soundboard, but I'm sure mm-hmm. I could load it. Uh, He has a new toy. He just can't help but play. Yeah. I did that. I did that. That's my fault. Yes. Yes, it was your fault. So now some of the foods that are recommended when you're doing the keto diet include red meat, which I found this redundant. It says red meat and then it says steak. Well, if steak isn't red meat, then what the hell is it? I mean, let's just say that out loud. Well, yeah, and, and yeah, well, considering all the fake stuff out there. Yeah, that's uh, you got to be careful. Yeah, don't get me started again on raging on Costco's blade tenderizing of meat. I could go for days. But that being said, uh, some of the other foods that we uh, saw on that list for recommended are like ham. And ham in and of itself, because, okay, so short story really quick. I was looking for some ham because I wanted to make some Denver omelets the other day. And I said to phone boy, I said, hey, run over and get me some ham. He comes back empty handed. I'm like, what gives? He's like, it's all hot, fresh garbage. He's like, I looked at the label on every single thing and it's it's shit. Yeah, I confirmed. He's right. Every ham product I touched was hot, fresh garbage. This is shit. This is shit. This is shit. That's right. And we we need to find that song for the after party. We're going to play This is shit because it's one of my favorites. And we're going to piggyback it with uh no more fucks to give because I really have no more fucks to give when it comes to the grocery store. I'm so sick and tired of the fuckery that you find in things that should not be, but that's for later in the show. Now, some of the other stuff that they say you can eat is like sausage, bacon, chicken, and turkey. Now, the sausage I have a little bit of trouble with because of the fact that I've looked at what's in sausage and some of it is definitely not what you want to be putting in your body. But things like fatty fish, which is, you know, salmon, tuna, trout, those are good. Some eggs, especially farm fresh, butter and cream. But make sure your cream doesn't have any fuckery in it either. Because as we recently found out and talked about, cream can have things like polysorbate 80 in it. What is that? And what does the body need it for? Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't got time for that shit. Exactly. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. So... Ketosis, which is the metabolic state in which your body uses fat instead of carbs for fuel, is the basis on which the keto diet exists. Uh, Ultimately, the goal is to be in ketosis 
And this actually occurs when you significantly reduce your carb consumption, which limits the body's supply of glucose, forcing it to use stored fat for energy. And the fastest way that your body can enter into ketosis is by following a ketogenic diet. It, it states that you should limit your carbs to 20 to 40 grams per day. But you do have to moderate your protein consumption because protein can be converted into glucose when you overconsume, which I didn't know. My research is actually what uh, led me to that conclusion. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because the whole basis of eating an abundance of protein, I thought, was for the energy that it gives you. Yeah, well, I think, and I actually think that, uh, so there, there, remember I talked about gluconeogenesis before, right? Literally the body creates glucose if it doesn't have enough for whatever reason. So, um, but here's the thing. If you eat fat with the protein, then you don't need to generate glucose because the body, I mean, the body will still generate some for the few, for the few metabolic processes that actually require glucose. Most of your body, rest of your body does not, like the brain needs a little bit, but but again, there's so little that's required. Like the body will generate, unless you're like an ultra marathoner in the middle of a race, right? You know, you're you're burning you know so many freaking calories that yeah you you, you know and and you're also you know continuing to you know you're going for hours and hours and hours on end. There, yeah, you probably need a little bit of glucose to to keep things going, right? But 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 the amount you need again, four teaspoons is all your body typically you know that that's all you have in your bloodstream at any given time, which is about twenty grams. Now, guess what? That's, you know, you can get that from a lifesaver or something like that, right? And and even somebody like Vinny Tortorich, right, when he goes for a long hike, he brings some stuff with him specifically, you know, for that reason. He almost never needs it because, um, you know, he knows how to manage himself. But yeah, there are times when your body does need glucose, right? Or, you know, if you're in an energy emergency, because the body can burn fat or sugar, but not both at the same time, right? And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, glucose is quick acting. The, you know, fat is a little bit slower burning. Um, so if you're just working out in zone two the whole time, yeah, you probably don't need a whole lot of um, you know, glucose. But when you're, you know, when you're, when you're in, you know, zone four, zone five, you know, when you're, your heart rate and you're, you're running a rate, you know, you're running like a 10 hour race. Yeah. You might need a little bit of glucose, but not nearly as much as you think you do. Yeah. And definitely not as much as, you know, the normal average person intakes during the day with the, you know, hot garbage food that they consume. Now, I do know that practicing intermittent fasting aids in entering ketosis. So ultimately, if you are eating during a select eight-hour block and then fasting for the remaining 16 hours of the day, that's not going to hurt you. It's actually going to help you because it's going to get your body to regulate itself to where it's ready to start this particular diet and be more efficient. Now, signs you've entered ketosis can include increased thirst, dry mouth, frequent urination, and decreased appetite, which I found interesting because I know several of those particular symptoms are also symptoms of being pre-diabetic, which I found very interesting. Yeah, and it's so, but again... Um, you know, with with pee, right? There, if you're diabetic, it's it's you're gonna be able to smell it. I mean, I, I I've yeah. had that smell. I know exactly what that smell smells like. It's no good. Yeah, it's it, it, none of this is good. It's, That's it's, right. It's the same goes. So now the the diet now it's it's not all bad. Okay, even though like when you first start, I can attest, and I know Sir Bemrose can attest that uh, when you first start doing keto, you get really ragey when you start detoxing from the sugar. 
and it does not take long at all. You know, some people might call it hangry, but it's it's longer than hangry because even when you eat something on the keto diet when you're first starting, you can still have that rage like, this is not worth it, give me a candy bar. But ultimately, it is worth it because it can help you lower your diastolic BP number, which is the one on the bottom for anyone who doesn't know. The top number is called systolic. And the, the way I always remembered it when I was going through medical classes is, you know, diastolic down bottom. Yeah. Anyway, it also can help with lowering your triglyceride levels. And it lowers blood sugar levels because it improves insulin sensitivity. It also, if you happen to be diabetic or pre-diabetic, it, <laughs> amazingly, it improves the insulin sensitivity by like 75%. That is amazing. For anyone out there who has diabetes or pre-diabetes and is thinking about trying the keto diet, it's definitely a good stepping stone toward possibly getting off whatever medications, metformin, glimperide, whatever they've got you on, insulin if you're real bad. And see, here's the big thing with insulin that I never liked, and I always said, I'll die first. Once you start insulin, you can't come off it. To me, it's a death sentence. It's, it's the beginning of the end. So you definitely want, if, if God forbid, you are pre-diabetic or diabetic, because we both know if you're diagnosed with being pre-diabetic, yeah, uh, <laughs> you're diabetic. Let's just face it. And if you can prevent having to be put on medications or if you can get off those medications before you have to start taking insulin, it is definitely a, a better bet. Yeah, and... Yeah, I think it, it's yeah. Because honestly, if you're yeah, if you're getting if you're if you're getting yeah, if you're having it, there's now I, I want to point out something with type one diabetics. Type one diabetics either don't produce enough insulin or don't produce any insulin to uh, to meet the, the the needs of their of their you know their dietary and that's and but that's different. And that's different. And so yeah, there right it, you know and and I know some type one diabetics who manage very well. And, and this is because there's there's actually two kinds of insulin. We talk, you know, oftentimes you'll hear about the cost of insulin being crazy. It's it the fast acting insulin that's cost them a lot of money. The slow acting insulin that, that's been, that's basically not covered by any patents or anything like that was basically given away for a dollar back in 1921. Mm -hmm. uh, and no, oh, by the way, right. They gave, they, you know, you know what the treatment was for, for type one diabetes prior to 1921 when they discovered exogenous insulin? Tell us. It's a low carb diet. Wow. Or the ketogenic diet. What That's kind an of amazing theory. I know. And uh, yeah, and, and by the way, that you know, ketogenic diet actually, there are a lot of the principles of it go back to at least the uh, the Banting diet back in the 19th century, the you know, middle of the 19th century. Mm -hmm. that, uh, uh, so um, you know, the, it's a, it's a similar idea, right? We, the, the foods that were available back then may be a little bit different, but ultimately the same concepts apply. Don't eat crap. That's the main, you know. Yeah, and if eat, you can't pronounce it, don't put it in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. So I think there, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that uh, you know that that you just um, that you just have to. You just decide, you know, that, yeah, if you just decide not to eat it, it's, it's amazing. It's like you start eating real food. Yeah, your body starts recovering. It's kind of amazing how that works. That's why we talk about the one ingredient foods. You can't go wrong if uh, it's only one ingredient, truly one ingredient. Yeah, exactly. So, now, this diet also helps lower A1C, which should come as no surprise due to the fact of helping with the insulin sensitivity and, you know, improving it by 75%. It also helps with heart disease. It lowers the risk by improving your HDL levels. 
And in cancer, it can slow tumor growth because, as we know, sugar feeds cancer. Now, it, it also reduces symptoms and slows the progression of Alzheimer's disease, which is a very, very bad disease. We, we hate Alzheimer's. It, it's sometimes referred to as type 3 diabetes. Really? Yeah, that's uh, I, I've seen I that. Which, in the you morning. Know, and, and it's, um, yeah, and um, actually that ran in my uh, not soon enough ex's family because her, one of her grandmothers passed away from Alzheimer's. And, yeah, you know, I, and of course I brought I that up. Uh, yeah, that, that didn't get, uh, that didn't get received very well because she's deathly afraid of, of, of having that happen. It's like, well, yeah, maybe stop eating crap. And, and you might. She's obviously not scared enough of it happening to change her dietary habits. No, well, she doesn't. She doesn't believe a word I say, even though I'm right on this for sure. But mm. well, that's fine. She doesn't have to believe a word you say because you're not with her anymore. That's right. So anyway, so, so let's, anyway, let's, let's, let's move. Not, let's, let's, let's move not on. make this about your fucking divorce today. Yeah. So epilepsy is another thing that this diet has been shown to produce significant reduction in seizures in kids which i thought was great because you know love the little curtain climbers and it's also been shown to improve the symptoms of parkinson's so maybe you know michael j fox needs to go on the uh, keto diet well maybe he does but uh, whether he will or not is a whole different question yes it is now this is one that actually has become very prominent for me which is polycystic ovary syndrome i did not know what this was but i've seen a lot of the women in the chat that i've been in about you know trying to conceive and such people always saying that they have uh, pcos and now i know that um what it is and that this diet actually lowers the insulin, which plays a key role in PCOS. So for any, you know, ladies out there trying to conceive and being told that you need to lose weight or that you have PCOS, you know, it, it might be a good idea to try this keto diet because it can help in both in both of those instances. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen several reports in like Vinnie Tortorich's No Sugar No Grains group on Facebook of of people that have you know effectively managed or even reversed their 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 polycystic uh, ovarian cancer uh, or their you know, or syndrome. I'm sorry, right. not cancer, but mm -hmm. the poly the, it, it, and and it makes sense because yeah, you're redu by reducing the insulin in your body. By the way, something that they never fucking measure in the do in, in doctors. Uh, you know, doctor things, right? Um, that you, you go in, it's like, if you want your insulin measure, well, first of all, nobody wants to do the insulin measurement because there's not a real, you have to, you have to basically do something like an oral glucose tolerance test, which, which nobody wants disgusting. to do. disgusting. Anyone who's ever had a baby out there who's had to do that, that is the, oh my good God. It's doctor disgusting. Th doctor things, potential show title. I think I, right? I think I like that. Now, moving along, we have one more thing that this diet has been shown to help that I researched, which is brain injuries it has shown to improve the outcome in traumatic brain injuries and i can speak a little bit to that effect in that i used to work in the traumatic brain injury sector uh, of goodwill if you can believe it they actually ran houses for clients that had traumatic brain injuries and i was one of the caregivers for that and i wish i had known this back then because i would have definitely bought it bought it brought it i don't know why i'm so tongue-tied today i would have brought it to the attention of my superiors and suggested that the things that they were feeding the clients should possibly be altered 
to maybe support helping with the, you know, what happens when you have a traumatic brain injury. Because a lot of people think that a traumatic brain injury, you're just kind of, you know, drooling and you're a vegetable. That's not true. These these people, these clients that I worked with, they had very full lives. They just had different circumstances. One had a stroke, another one apparently wasn't a very nice person because his son is the reason he had a traumatic brain injury because he hit him in the head. But nonetheless, moving on from that, we have a list of foods, and I'm, I'm going to short list it because I don't think y'all want to hear me drone on about what to and not to eat. But, I mean, obviously, some of the foods to avoid are sugars, grains and starches, fruits, beans, legumes, root vegetables or tubers, low-fat or diet products, unhealthy fats, alcohol, and sugar-free diet foods. This one, sugar-free diet foods, that's what we're going to be attacking a little bit later because our trip to the grocery store really irked the shit out of me seeing labeled foods that said they were sugar-free and one primary ingredient in those foods. Oh, yeah. And, and, and honestly, at least in my experience, the quote-unquote sugar substitutes are almost have a worse effect on me than the I, I actually in some cases a very very much worse effect to me than like regular table table sugar right um and uh yeah it's just I, yeah i don't like to spend that much time in the bathroom uh you know uh puking my guts out through my uh through my rear end which, yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody wants to have a shit apocalypse let's just face it yeah exactly because that's that's exactly what happens here so um and, in, and, and yeah, and actually, you know, so again, for later, right? Remember, I bought this magazine when we went to the grocery yes, store. Yes, we went, when we went to the grocery store, we bought a magazine that is keto and has keto recipes. And, and, we're gonna yeah, share and by a the way, you gave you. me shit for doing it. Just, just, I did give you shit for doing it. I couldn't understand why you would want to put that much money out for such hot, fresh shit as reading these, um, reading these recipes and going, really? You call this a keto recipe? And one of the root vegetables, carrots, another thing you're not supposed to have, under beans and legumes, peas. And what's one of the recipes for chicken pot pie? <gasps> carrots and peas. How do you call yourself a keto magazine and you have that recipe in there? You yeah, well, should be just, well, which kind of makes the point that keto is a bullshit marketing term because literally, because nobody is regulating the term, right? There's no regulation. Not that I'm a fan of regulation, but... I could literally buy, I could literally take a pack of sugar, label it keto. Yeah, and, which is kind of funny, but also true. Yeah, sadly true. But uh, that that's a whole thing. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, and, and Apple, yeah, definitely Apple would, would, uh, would. Asterix would, it out. Would asterix they it out. They asterixed out last week's makes you go crap. They Why did? Wouldn't, yes, they did, those fucking faggots. Oh, somebody's... What was that? Somebody's phone did no, something. No, sir, not mine. Yeah, that that's funny. My shit's on. My shit's on. Do not disturb. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, um, is it really keto in the first place? Most so-called keto stuff isn't really keto. Let's just, exactly. Just, we'll, exactly. We'll, and we'll get into that in a little bit. So We um, definitely will. Okay. But that, that bugged me. The, the sugar-free diet foods listing as candies, syrups, puddings, sweeteners, and desserts... <laughs> let me let me tell you why this why, why this triggered the shit out of me is because in the research that I was doing it literally said not to eat 
um, what the hell did they call it? Um, yeah, my brain went to hell. Um, basically like, you know, uh, fake sugar and, and stuff like that, you know, artificial sweeteners, I think they listed. And I went, wait a minute. Um, the way they do the stevia is processed. So automatically that made it a fake sweetener. The monk fruit, the, the, um, oh shoot, Splenda, the equal, the, uh, what is that? Pink death shit. Sweet and low. Uh, sweet, sweet and low, which is actually uh, saccharin. Yes, exactly. Which high saccharin is a sugar, people. Yeah, it's just it's just it's very concentrated, and yeah, it's uh, unfortunate, and, and it tastes like hot fresh ass. Exactly, it really does. I cannot stand the taste. Even before I went in S and G, I couldn't stand the taste of all those artificial sweeteners. <laughs> Gross. Now there is good news though. There are foods that you can consume when you're on keto, which include steak and red meat, chicken, fish, turkey, nuts and seeds, healthy oils. Make sure that what? you're Yes, I know. I was amazed too. Healthy oils like extra virgin olive oil, but you have to make sure that you don't get the shit that's in the store. And I'm going to tell you why. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. That's right, I'm completely serious that the olive oil, the EVOO that you buy in the grocery store, yeah, it's cut with seed oil. Most likely. Most likely. Right. The only oil you can be assured, Italian oil or uh, olive oil, whatever, that um, does not have a whole lot of hot, fresh garbage in it, is from Villa Capelli. There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. It would be a pity to damage yours. That was a mistake, by the way. Stop touching the buttons. <laughs> okay. So the olive oil that we're talking about, the Villa Capelli, it is extremely expensive. It's about $100 for a three liter tin. Which is a lo- whole lot of olive oil, let's be honest. Oh, it is. It's, it's an epic shit ton of olive oil, but it's also an epic shit ton of money, which um, is why, yeah, it's sold out because we can't get a hold of anybody right now, unfortunately. But you can also use avocado oil and coconut oil. Those are acceptable as well, and they are a lot easier to find. Again, read your labels, read your labels, read your labels. There's a shortage of perfect. I did it again. Will you stop touching the fucking screen? Turn it. Yes. Hands off the tablet, or I am going to walk away. In other words, expensive foods. Yeah, well, eating healthy is expensive. Avocados are good. Yeah, but, but by the way, healthcare for eating shit foods is uh, is More also expensive. expensive. Yes. So you can eat avocados, the whole and the fresh-made guac, because guac doesn't have anything bad in it, as far as I know. Uh, Low-carb veggies, like green leafy vegetables, tomatoes, onions, peppers. I was surprised about the tomato thing, because tomatoes naturally have sugar, and also they're not a fruit, they are a vegetable, so I'm glad. Uh, Well, it's the other way around, they're actually a fruit. That's what I mean, they're they're a fruit, not a vegetable. Yeah, but it's, but but here's the thing, right? And this is, and I would say this in general with fruits and, and vegetables, right? When you eat a fruit, so yes, like a, like a fruit or a vegetable will have a certain amount of, of sugar that that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. But you're also when you consume it in its raw natural form, yeah, you're also consuming all the other stuff that goes with it. So yeah, you're getting some sugar, but you're also getting the fiber and some of the other stuff. So it's not just a, um, you're not, it's not just a, uh, you know, a zero, um, you know, or you're not just getting the sugar. And if you, you drink vegetable juice, um, you know, and it's, and, and you're not getting all the pulp with it. Yeah. You're just getting the sugar, right? Your, your liver's a meritocracy. It does not know where the sugar came from. And, and so, it doesn't care. And, and it doesn't care. That's right. Um, but anyway, this is this is a whole, uh, yeah. It, you you got to be 
yeah, that it's if you eat foods, you know, the the, the closer to natural form. If you, you know, so you know, here's the thing about grains, right? If you were to go, if you were to go into a field and go eat the grains as they are uh, provided, yeah, you couldn't eat a whole lot of them. First of all, they would taste like crap. Second of all, they wouldn't have any much digestible stuff. You actually have to process grains in order to be able to eat them. Right mm, now, tastes like poop. If you now, if you process them in very traditional ways that go back probably centuries, they're probably okay to eat. The modern grains are not so great, right? They're they're meant to grow really quickly. They're <coughs> They're meant to grow, yeah, and they're meant, and they're not, uh, you know, and, and they're ground up into, and, and you eat them in quantities that you'd never eat them, right? In 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 the, um, you know, in the natural uh, form of things, and so that's uh, that's why ancient grains are actually okay to consume. Just uh, with everything, don't over consume. Yeah, Do exactly. Everything in moderation. Well, except there are some things in some in some people that you can't uh, moderate. You know, there's that's yeah. Try to tell an alcoholic to moderate alcohol consumption. Phone boy, moderate alcohol consumption. <laughs> yeah. By the way, one of one of our uh, provisional show t- actually the provisional show title for this episode is "Undercover Alcoholics." Yeah, you yeah. walked into that. By the way. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Go on. So, going on with this, you can have cheese, which makes me very happy uh, uh, when doing keto. But unfortunately, none of that American cheese. That is a processed cheese, and you do not want to put it in your mouth. However, you can eat goat cheese. Because, of course, it's made from goat milk and feta and Swiss because they're made from sheep milk. And then, of course, the delicious cheddar and cream cheese, blue cheese, mozzarella, especially the um, fresh mozzarella. <sighs> Got a sweet spot for that. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll moderate that just a, a slight bit. Understand that, so foods, all foods have, there's three macronutrients. And we'll get into macronutrients and yes, micronutrients in a little bit. But, but... Ultimately, all foods have three macronutrients. So there, there's um, there's protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Right? right. All all food in its natural form has one of those three. You know, they have a mix of those three things. So, for example, eggs. Right. Which is which which you know the, you know I eat by the I eat by the dozen, and I'm not kidding. Literally. About that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's carbs in that. Right. Um, not a lot, but there's some. Cheese has some carbs also. Right. Um, so. You can eat nothing with impunity, ultimately. I mean, no matter what your diet is, I think there's I don't, anybody who says you can eat an unlimited amount of anything, I think, is, is, is crazy. Yeah, you can eat nothing with impunity. You um, can't even consume water on an unfettered quantity yeah. because of the fact that you'll literally drown. You yeah, water. Well, well, I mean, yeah, you drink too much water, it'll kill you. I mean, that's a, the, exactly. the dose makes the poison, as it were, right? So, um, yeah, but if you eat, yeah, if you eat nothing, there will be consequences. Not in the short term, maybe in the long term, right? Well, so, like I was talking about intermittent fasting, you literally can go. I believe it is. Well, shoot, there's some the de- okay. There's a lot of debate about that. There is a guy. Okay, so there's the guy that went more than a year without consuming food. Now he was under doctor supervision and had other, you know, and supplemented with other vitamins and whatnot. Um, yeah, you can. It is possible to fast for extended periods of time and, and, and not have any uh and, and not have any bad uh, effects from it but yeah but yeah. you go putting that shit out there and some jag off is gonna think oh i can just stop eating altogether and then like two three weeks or a month later they die and it's like well this podcast told me i could eat nothing and still survive because there was a guy that survived yeah. for a year yeah because he was taking the things that kept his body running not necessarily solid food but yeah. I guarantee you, he was intaking some yeah, form of exactly. water or so, liquid. Yeah, exactly. So now there's 
yeah, there's some debate about exactly how long you can fast. Certainly for 16 hours, you're going to be fine, right? I mean, think of it this way. You've but, gone, what, three days? I've gone, I've gone like three or four days. But here's the thing. Right? Are you drinking so, coffee so I'll use, all? So, all right, let's... Let, let's bring religion into this for a second, right? Were you drinking anything at all? Were you drinking coffee or anything like that? Yeah, I was I was drinking coffee. I actually even drank a little broth. So t- maybe you could argue that maybe I wasn't fasting nope, entirely. You but, weren't fasting. You but, cheated. But here's, but here, okay, but here's, here's the deal, right? Um, think about, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll go with the Jews for a second and talk about Yom Kippur, right? Which is, which is, um, you know, you have a day where, you know, there, there's a, there's a, you know, this, it's a, it's a, it's a day of atonement and, and a lot of the Jews I know uh, can't, you know, have difficult time fasting for one day because their body. So here's the thing about, um, you know, your body. So there, there are of the three macronutrients, two of them are fuel sources. Protein is not a fuel source. It's a, it's a building block. Carbs and fat are the other, are the other, are, are fuels. Your body cannot you can can burn one or the other but not both at the same time right and it and if there's carbs it's going to burn that um first and so if you're eating carbs the thing about carbs is that they that they tend to be fast acting right they're there but then and your body can't actually store a lot of them really i mean you can store some in your muscles and like i said there's about four teaspoons in your bloodstream at any given time and and ultimately, that is, uh, um, you know, so, it, you know, the, and it's, it's used for very specific metabolic functions, right? And, and, you know, if there's more than that, guess what? It gets, you know, the, it's, uh, you know, the, the glucose tries to stuff it into the cells and ultimately gets turned into fat because that's the fat is a, you know, fat is an energy storage mechanism, right? If, and if you understand it, some stuff about basic biology, it makes nothing but sense. Your body fat, your, those of us who still have, who have, uh, you know, more than a healthy amount of body fat still, you know, ultimately, yeah. That's that's the reason you're able to go, um, you know, you know, days or weeks at a time is because you have body fat. Even a lean person has, you know, ten to fifteen percent body fat, and that means that they could they could theoretically, um, you know, burn their body fat for for energy and go several days without. And, and by the way, if you think about a um, think about a, a you know a, a bear, right? You know, a, you know, like a grizzly bear. In the summer, they eat all the high sugary stuff and, and get themselves really fat, and then in the winter they sleep. And how else do you think they can survive that? Well, they, they, their body, they, they effectively live off their body fat. That's exactly what it is. The body, body fat, there's a, and I forget the exact, um, um, actually, I'll pull it up here in the, in the, in the show notes. So, so the, the, um, you know the, the the chemical formula for uh, for a triglyceride, which is the typical kind of body fat, or the, you know the predominant type of body fat, it's C fifty five H one hundred four O six. That means there's fifty five carbon molecules, one hundred and four molecules of hydrogen, and only six mo- molecules of oxygen. Right. Um, that takes a lot of that takes some work to break down, and you have to, of course, breathe in some oxygen, and and, and then if you if you've got the the chemical processes in place, in place, yeah, you can actually break that down, and it and it and it breaks down into carbon dioxide and, and water. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, yeah. There's links to all this in the show notes, by the way. Of course, there is. Uh, yeah, because because that's what we, we do. That's what we do. Um, and yeah, so you know, the, and, and, you know, the sort of the simplistic version of that is, yeah, you need to do, do some heavy breathing, um, and uh, you know, and then and I can think of something that involves heavy breathing and definitely burns. Yeah, calories. that that's that's for that's for the after after show. <laughs> uh, that's what that is. That's the after after party. That that's right. Yeah, not climate change, right? That's yeah, yeah. The, all all the yeah the, the the carbon dioxide they want to get rid of is is uh, is uh, your carbon dioxide because you're a bottom feeder. That's that's the way that works. Um, 
That's it's, right. It, it's they're, not, they're trying to exterminate us all. And actually, we, when we went, well, we'll talk about that during the toast and jam, but when we uh, went to the farmer's market, people are finally starting to get it. They're finally starting to see that the government is coming for us, and uh, it um, is fixing to be a major shit apocalypse. It's going to get ugly before it before it stops yeah and we, we all have to wake up i mean ultimately and, and this is you know the one yeah, thing not that, be woke yeah wake one, up yeah the one thing we we can all do right i mean we can't change the food industry directly right we you know and don't expect the government to change it because they're because they're you know captured and, and everything no but, but everybody's got a farmer's market and i'm noticing more especially with ours there are people who are raising fresh not shit meat beef yeah. chicken etc yeah if you can buy local from a it, farmer that you know did do, not raise. Do you want to? Do you want to go there now, or do you want to wait? Because uh, yeah, how, we'll we'll wait. You're yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So because yeah, because we uh, we'll talk about the the the, the places that we uh, that we got some stuff from today. Because today That's we right. did actually get our uh, the dinner that Phoenix is cooking is all stuff that we bought at the farmers market today. Either this week or last. Well. So, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So. so going back to our our topic, uh, one of the last things that. I had listed for stuff that you can consume, of course, is under the condiment section of salt, pepper, herbs, and spices. Now, I will tell you that the avocado mayo and the primal kitchen dressings and things that are appropriate for a keto diet, they don't have a lot of hot, fresh garbage in them. So they're also good in, in that respect. Now, if you're thinking about doing this diet and you want to know if you are in ketosis, we have 10 ways that you can know that you have obtained or attained ketosis. The first is that your breath will be bad. Elevated ketones in your body cause a fruity smell uh, to emanate from your breath as, as well as your urine. And in all honesty, that's actually something that we learned uh, during my EMT training was that if you have... Sorry, I needed to breathe. My asthma's kicking up. Yeah. Um, one of the things we learned is that if you have a patient whose breath smells sweet, and the way that they mimicked this was actually with juicy fruit gum, um, you definitely, sh uh, they are definitely in a diabetic emergency. Uh, that is a sign of ketoacidosis, and that is a life-threatening condition. Yeah, it is. And so, yeah, but I, and I think people, there's a lot of doctors that can, that, um, that confuse ketosis, which is perfectly normal and natural and healthy with ketoacidosis, which is, uh, um, yeah, not so great. Right. Uh, those two are not yeah, the same Yeah, because ultimately things. what that is, is the buildup of acid in the blood and it's a life-threatening condition, like I said. Yeah. You don't want it. You don't want ketoacidosis, which is why, uh, type one diabetics who don't, who, who have no insulin to handle their blood sugar. Yeah. That's, that's part of. That's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, that that's real shit that happens. Yeah, know? exactly. Now, it's kind of interesting because they say that when you start losing weight due to a calorie deficit, that that's another sign of being in ketosis. I dig that. I'm good with it. <laughs> I'll accept it. Now, there's also the increased ketones in your blood, which require a meter to test, which is expensive, which is why a lot of people opt not to test their ketones. Yeah, because, yeah, and, and, and also I would say that, and I've seen this too, right, is that people get caught up on the numbers, right, whether mm -hmm. it's it's it's... 
you know, it, it's they, that they want to get the ketone numbers as high as possible. This is something that, um, you know, I've, I've seen in the ketogenic forums and that kind of thing, you know, all, about, yeah, I want to get my number up to four, right? Or, or But but ultimately, if you're at like 0.5 or above, you're probably fine, right? It's right. All, and, and, and sometimes, you know, if you're somebody like Vinnie Tortorich, who's in ketosis, like most of the time, right? If you have something high sugar, yeah, you still end up in a, being in ketosis, right? So it's not, it's, it's ultimately, yeah, yeah, you're... It's not like it immediately kicks you out of ketosis. Because I remember when I started doing keto, that was the big thing that some of the other people who were doing it kept saying to me is, oh, make sure you, you know, once you get into ketosis, don't kick yourself out. Da, 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 da. It's like... If you do, you just get back on the fucking wagon. Well, no, but it's also too. It's it's ultimately what you want to get to. And and, and by the way, Atkins. When I was doing Atkins back in two thousand four, that's mm-hmm. one of the things they have you do is pee on a stick and, and determine whether you're in ketosis or not. Well, first of all, the yeah, your um, you know, initially, yeah, you get in keep deep ketosis because your body's not used to it. At a certain point, your body start realizes that hey, these ketones are actually useful for something, and they start actually using them. So you actually don't, you're not in deep ketosis, but ultimately, you you know, but yeah, you if you you know, because the body because it's ultimate because what you're expressing out through your urine is ultimately ketones your body's not using. Right? Actually, what you're expelling out in your urine is is acetone. Yeah. Well, but ultimately, right, is that, yeah, it'll show that you're maybe not in deep ketosis when you, when you, after, you know, after you've uh, been in ketosis for, you know, I don't know, a few weeks or something, your body starts leveraging the ketones and what comes out is maybe not something, you know, it's, you're not, you're not getting the deep purple or whatever, but you're, but you're, you're getting enough, right? And, and ultimately that actually, uh, so, but, but people get all hung up on the number, not realizing that it's really not, it's, it's really just about, okay, if you've got some ketones in your system, that means you're producing them. Your body's ultimately using them because guess because guess what your brain loves more than anything Showed ketones, it. no ketones. No, oh, okay. Your brain your brain actually runs on ketones. If it doesn't have that, it runs on sugar, right? Uh, it's uh, it's ultimately you know, the the brain can you know I mean again there's there's certain parts of the brain that actually do need sugar, but it's very it's it's not uh, all that much, but it's but it really it's uh, it, it that and honestly yeah that that's so. You you know at the beginning yeah when you when you're you know when you're you know you're you're very low carb and whatever yeah your your body's doesn't know what to do with the ketones but ultimately after a while it figures it out and and then you're producing ketones but yeah the numbers like 0.3 0. 0.5 whatever and yeah the strips are very expensive there's a couple of there's a couple of like blood glucose meters that also test ketones. Um, and the strips for the for the ketone testing is like you know they're they're like a dollar a piece or something they're very expensive and generally not um, you know and and honestly yeah you might check it every now and again but ultimately like you don't need to do that um, you know and as long as you are um, you know ultimately yeah your your body will just get used to um, you know again it, it leverages the ketones that you're producing and, and uses it as an energy source. Um, and uh, you know, you don't. It may look like you're not producing that many ketones, but it's enough. Right. That's why when you first start this, athletes and whatnot, they've, yeah. you yeah. know, they've recorded like a 230 percent increase in their productivity. And as time goes on, you know that when the body gets used to being on this diet and not using the sugar for energy, that you know that performance level will equal out. Have I got your attention now? Exactly. So, also, while we're listing some of the signs that you're in ketosis, there's an appetite suppression. 
And I mean, I know I don't have to explain to you all what appetite suppression is all about. If you're not hungry, you're not eating, you know, end of story. Now, there's also increased focus and energy after you get over the keto flu symptoms and they subside, which the keto flu symptoms are really simple, uh, in my opinion, anyway. You know, you just basically feel like somebody beat the ever-loving hell out of you. And you just, you have no energy, you have no focus, you just, you feel like hot, fresh ass. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And it's because your body is trying to adjust to the deficit of sugar and carbs and the increase in the protein and fats that you're consuming to replace the sugar and carbs for energy. Yeah, it's also worth noting that caffeine also helps with suppression, although I think that... Yeah, we talked about, you know, coffee and caffeine last week, and yeah. that's right. I, I can speak personally for the fact that during the day, usually I don't eat until night if I even do eat at night, and usually what I'm doing during the day is just drinking some coffee. No sugar, just heavy cream. Yeah, which, you know, is a little put a little bit of fat in there, and it's not, you know, again, you're... The, you know, and this is actually something that people talk about. It's like, uh, you know, this is... When we talk about the keto diet, and and when, and I, and I understand the initial, the initial, um, you know, the theory behind it is, you need to get your body used to burning fat. So in the very beginning of the keto diet, yeah, consume fat and you know in mass quantities because ultimately your body is going to figure out, oh yeah, this is great energy energy source. Let's use it. And then at some point right. you got to back that off because your body needs you know your body needs to you know you need to burn off your the fat that's in your body, right? Because because ultimately that's you know what you're trying to do is get your body used to burning fat, and then it needs to break down the the fat that's in your body. Uh, and this is a mistake that people often make on keto is they is they is they you know after the sort of the initial phase of it, yeah, you keep uh, you keep adding that butter to your coffee or whatever you know or whatever it is, right? Yeah, that's true. At some point, right? If you just eat the protein with the fat that it comes with, you're fine. There's a reason I like ribeye steaks. I mean. As long as they're not blade tenderized. Yeah, well, that's true. hey -oh. So, the short-term fatigue we were talking about, the weakness and fatigue that's caused by your body's adjustment to using fat instead of sugar for fuel, the performance decrease, which is also short-term, uh, as well as, you know, the body adjusting to a new primary energy source, you know, which causes your performance to go down because the glycogen storage in your muscles is depleted because of course when you stop eating sugar and carbs and things like that your body's freaking out and it's looking for any possible source where glucose may be stored and because it's stored in your muscles that's what causes the performance decrease so when you first start keto you're probably not going to be running you know that one minute mile like you were before well, um, a four-minute mile is kind of the way the, the standard sort of, you know, or that's that's the um, actually USMC under ten. Well, ten a ten-minute mile, yeah. Right. That I was being facetious when I said one-minute mile, but you get the point. Is that your performance is going to be decreased when you first start because your body is pulling all possible glucose it can find from the storage to use for energy before it goes after the fat reserves like it's supposed to. Now, you can also experience some digestive issues, some constipation, some diarrhea, obviously because of the change in type and quantity of food that you're consuming. Because obviously, if you are eating, you know, a dozen eggs for breakfast, phone boy, I see you over there, instead of 
you know, three donuts and a sugar-laden coffee, of course your body is possibly going to freak the hell out over that. Yeah, and and yeah, that's and again, it, it, your body can can your body can use if yeah, sugar or fat as a fuel source. Can't do both at the same time. Doesn't work that way. Fruit is not available year round, right? I mean, if well, you were, if is, you were to go with, if you, you were to go with what's it. in your local area, right? Mm-hmm. Fruit's not available year round. It's available for a very limited period of time. You eat it when it's there, and then and then you don't eat it the rest of the time, right? So, and that's you how eat, you regulate the whole consuming sugar via fruit thing: is eat it when it's in season. Don't overindulge. Just enjoy a little bit. Be satiated for the season and move on. That's right. So. So ultimately, yeah, this is, um, you know, I'm sorry for the, sorry for the, the, the stream issues here, but, uh, right. you know, that does happen. So, and, and that's the thing is that now we have access to, to stuff that we didn't have access to um, as, you know, a, a, as a species, right? We only could eat the stuff in our local area. And now we've got access to everything everywhere. And guess what? That's, um, that's a problem, right? That, that, that creates some issues. And uh, the fact that we can, yeah, just because we can eat strawberries all year round doesn't mean we should. I don't know. Have you seen some of the strawberries that come out in the wintertime? They have a, well, of course, pretty much anything that isn't, you know, locally grown. It just doesn't have any flavor anymore. All the stuff you get in the supermarket has very little flavor and probably even less nutritional value. Yeah. So. You're yeah, muted. Yeah, exactly. and, and I've, I've eaten- You're muted. Yeah, I muted myself. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Um, yeah, well, it sounds good now that I've also restarted the stream on my end, right? There's, there's right. just all this other kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and ultimately, you know, I'll, I'll give an example of strawberries. It's a great example because um, the one thing that did grow at the at the house was strawberries. There was a, there was there's been a strawberry patch there the the entire time I've lived there, and um, and yeah, and so in the end of June, early July, uh, there was these little tiny strawberries that grew, and guess what? The strawberries um, are actually pretty, uh, you know, pretty fantastic, right? In terms of you know, they're, and they're they're little tiny ones, but ultimately they they're full of flavor, and and it was funny last summer. Um, I had, uh, I'd actually had picked some and brought some into my daughter who loves strawberries. And she's like, oh my God, those are so flavorable. Whereas you get the, the, the strawberries from Costco, they taste like hot, fresh ass. Well, that's because they're injected with a bunch of hot, fresh ass to, they're actually picked green and then they're injected with shit to turn them red. And the place that I noticed it was there's this great little farm stand down in Sweetwater, Tennessee, that I cannot remember the name of it. I think it's like Frank's Farm or something like that. And I bought a cantaloupe. And, oh my God, this thing was so good. It was an instant foodgasm. Because it was fresh, it was local, and it was in season. And that's when I decided that I wasn't eating any more store-bought fruits because the local ones are just so much better. Yeah, and and I do remember that that was the other thing that 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 grows you now very wild, particularly in the Pacific Northwest, is is um, is blackberries, and Ooh, they're yes, yes, they grow and really good I here would, too. You know, during like August and maybe even like early September, I could I could go for a run and basically just go pick blackberries and you know as as and and yeah, you eat them while they're there. But guess what? When they're done, they're done, right? You don't eat them anymore, and. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly what I'm saying is enjoy the little bit while it's in season, be satiated, and then move on. 
Yeah, exactly. So you should not be getting elevator music anymore because I am actually streaming correctly. Are we connected to the No Agenda stream? Yes, we are connected to the No Agenda stream. So okay. Yeah. So yeah. Making I don't know sure. why you're. I don't know why you're getting. Uh, elevator. Uh, music I don't know why you're getting elevator. You shouldn't be getting elevator music anymore because I've actually. Uh, I've actually fixed that. Restart but. VLC. Yeah, restart. V- yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your computer. Uh, or your phone. Yeah, refresh your radios, as they say, right? Right. Um, so. So the only other um, sign for being in ketosis is insomnia. So if you're having trouble sleeping while you're trying to do this, then you're probably in ketosis. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. Phone boy's voice is available on both things, and yeah, you're, and if yeah, and that is actually something that I noticed myself. Um, is that yeah if i'm really in you know if i if i'm in ketosis yeah i don't sleep very well i i you know i can maybe get six hours of sleep tops Mm -hmm. so which you know and sleep has its own sort of um yeah there's there's reasons you want to sleep and honestly if you're having issues you know um you know when we're talking about health if we're if you're not sleeping there's a problem somewhere right and you know i know what my problem is it's called uh it's called being married to somebody that i um you know and you know that uh, that I shouldn't have been married to, and that that caused all kinds of sleep problems. And you know, it's funny. I sleep a, a whole lot better when somebody else is in the bed. Uh, I won't yeah, name well, names, details, technicalities, those, those things. things. Yeah. But you know, uh, talking about you know your your voice being available on both strains. Do you know how bad you sound? I'm yeah. Just asking. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Asking for a friend. Exactly. That's right. Um, <laughs> so. Um, is that all we're going to... So That is all the good uh, things that we are going to cover about the keto diet. So I think it's time to take a little break and have some toast and jam. Well, I need to go pour another drink. So can you vamp for me while I go do that? Why not? I'm already doing so, so well today. You know, I'll, I'll vamp about my kitchen adventures. Oh my God, what a what a total shit show it was. To try to get that stupid chicken on the rotisserie for dinner tonight. Now, <laughs> what we're going to talk about during our Toast and Jam uh, includes our trip to the farmer's market where we purchased a whole chicken that weighs like six and a half pounds. This thing is ginormous. And I decided last minute, like an idiot, that I was going to use that chicken instead of the one I had pulled out of the fridge and cold defrosted because I thought, oh, well, it's still a little bit frozen on the inside. I should probably grab this new chicken that we bought, not realizing that, yeah, that chicken was frozen even more solid. So I had to try to defrost it between putting it in cold water to defrost, which takes a good long time, and also the fact of should I put it in the microwave to defrost? Yeah, why not? So we did that, which is the only reason why it's currently in the rotisserie. Otherwise, I'd still be down there cussing at it, fussing at it, and trying to throw it around the kitchen or chase it around the kitchen, as it were. Because at one point, I did end up, it slipped out of my hands and landed on the stove. Ice skated across the stove because it was slippery from the olive oil that I used. And ended up playing bowling into the bottle of EVOO that I had on the stove, which then subsequently tipped over, spilled down the side. Yeah, I don't want to talk about what the cleanup for our kitchen is going to be when this whole dinner thing is done and over because OMG. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, I must apologize for me and my partner. Yep, precisely. I, I need a lot of apologies after that one. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but uh, th- yeah, it's some. You know, sometimes uh, yeah, food prep is uh, you know is uh, 
Um, it's a full contact sport. Full contact sport. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, so, but uh, this is yeah. And, and what, what else? What else did we? So we bought that. Uh, well, that, first and foremost, we have to do our toast. So, yeah. to you, foam boy, the love of my life, the fire of my loins, and the biggest pain in the ass I've ever met. I love you. I love you. So yes, what uh, what we're chit chatting about in our toast and jam session is, of course, you know, the farmer's market that we went to and the most amazing things that we found. We now have a source for local chicken, which we're... Uh, Casey Farms. That's right. Casey Farms. We're going to be enjoying that tonight. And also, I bought some green beans from another... Uh, farm that's local. Yeah, DeBell Family Farms. That's the ones. And uh, yeah, we saw our coffee guy too. Uh, we did. We yeah. love our up-tempo coffee guy. Yeah, he uh, it was funny because he talked about how he lost weight by cutting out sugars in, in grains also. Which it's, is a- it's amazing to me how when you take sugar out, and I know there's even a commercial that I've seen, and I think it's a Jenny Craig commercial, but I could be wrong and it's probably not. But it's like these two semi-stick figures and the woman's talking about how oh you know i cut out sugar and i lost like five pounds and my husband you know cut it out and lost like 20 and it's like yeah that's because women and men have different metabolisms like why why is this such a epiphany to people they think that just because we're both human that you know we're supposed yeah, to be identical. Well, I, I, yeah women have very different metabolic processes than than men um you know is it, uh, it, it, yeah it's uh things get uh you know th- yeah there, there's different things going on and different you know again you know uh you know women who you know are biological women right women who are born uh you know who are born female yeah they've got reproductive organs that do different things that you know men don't have those things men have yeah, outie y'all, bits y'all and, have you know, women bits, have any bits. bits yeah we were talking about that earlier that you know sometimes having outie bits is so much better than having any bits for reasons we're not going to discuss on this particular program <laughs> <laughs> so another thing we were going to talk about on our toast and jam session was last week's oh my god so we're driving and of course i'm in my pickup truck and phone boy's passengering and he doesn't say anything he just points now of course i don't know that he's pointed because i didn't see him point and ultimately it culminated into i thought you knew where you were going because I decided to pull up the GPS when he's like, oh, I thought we were just going for a ride. I didn't know you didn't know where we were going. You knew you were supposed to take a left back there. I'm like, if I knew I was supposed to take a left, I would have taken a left. He's like, well, I pointed. And I'm like, how about use your big boy words next time? So ultimately, we end up GPSing through Google Maps. And I take a turn onto a road. We're going along just fine. And then all of a sudden, oh shit, this road turned into a fucking forest path. Oh, no, no, okay, no, no, no. It went for, okay. So we were on a paved road. Granted, it was we not were. a. Granted, it was. Uh, you know, there's a road that runs by where we live. That it's it ends. It, it's a four lane road up until about the point where it isn't, and it becomes a two lane road, and then it's kind of a one and a half lane road, right? It's it's yeah. It's, but this was worse than that. Oh no no no. But okay. Then when we make the turn off of this road, it goes into a dirt path, and then it turns into. F- fucking four-wheeling the (laughs) and i don't have a four-wheel drive truck i have only a two-wheel but i have big balls yeah so i decided well fuck it let's see where it goes we're gonna take bob's road and we're gonna see where it goes well where it went was through a big ass mud puddle and there is now mud caked on my truck of which i will send 
to Foam Boy so he can put it in the show notes. You all can see that I absolutely mud covered my precious truck as well as we were doing fine. And I'm like, okay, we got through this. We got through that. It got to the point where when I looked ahead of me, I saw what looked like stone stairs. And I don't mean actual stone stairs. I mean like slabs of stone that have made kind of a stair pattern. They were a lot bigger than my truck, and that was a steeper drop than I felt that I could endure and didn't feel like uh, taking on the towing bill for that, at which point I said, okay, I've had enough. We're now going to turn around and looked at Foam Boy and said, just sit there quietly while I do this because I'm fixing to do some stupid shit to get us out of here. And ultimately, that's what I ended up having to do was I had to make a modified, like, K-star turn in order to get turned around and not hit any trees and go back the way we just came, which meant going back through that gigantic-ass mud puddle, which is why my truck is covered in mud. Man's got to know his limitations. Yeah, you're not kidding. This this girl did not know her limitations until she saw those slabs of stone and went, yeah, no. Now, granted, if my truck had been jacked up with a better suspension system and four-wheel drive, oh, fuck yeah, we would have kept going. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I, of course, if we were talking about yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I am actually gonna. There's, there's since I one of the things I loaded here. And let's see if I can. Let's see if I, I can actually load it in here. Um, why is this not? Why is this not showing up in my list of clips yet? Because I, because I had actually. Um, so that's a consummate professional. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I can't do it. But I was gonna play the yeah no, you know, um, jingle yeah, that no? somebody came up. Yeah, yeah no, yeah no. Oh okay. Yeah. Anyway, but that's that's a whole different uh, that's a whole different thing. But anyway, um, and then one of the other things we did was that we went and had dinner. Oh no, wasn't that we went and had dinner? We're actually making dinner from what we bought at the farmers market, and we talked about where all that came from. And the last thing we were going to talk about was actually the fact of the people that we met over by the massage tent that we had a very interesting conversation with. Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, those folks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that woman specifically, I did not get her name, talking about how self-sustainability and growing your own food and basically, you know, people need to get ready because, you know, a famine is coming. And I'm not going to go that, you know, completely off the deep end, but I am going to agree that I think that we are possibly going to be facing a food shortage because and it's going to be a government-led food shortage i i truly think our own governments plural because i don't think it's just happening here in our own country i think it's actually happening around the world and that uh this actually started before the whole covid scamdemic but i believe that they are truly trying to thin the herd and and reduce the population which is a very scary thought that your own government is is trying to kill you. Yeah, and and I mean if you look at the the you know all the supply chain issues and the food um you know the food plants getting blown up and and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's setting it's it, things are setting up for some sort of you know some, for some shortages and you you really need to have local you know and, and I, okay so and they're fake created shortages yeah I'm well, a truck driver I can tell you there is no shortage of shit we are hauling out there it is truly a created shortage they want you to think that this doesn't 
you know, there's not people making this or there's not enough product for that. It's not true. Well, they're, you know, they're doing things to affect the ability for things to ship. I mean, right. you know, it, that's, and that's the thing. And, and, and also, like, I look at this, you know, again, the, you know, you, you want to talk about, you know, the, there's this, uh, these assholes like to talk about the environmental sustainability of food. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, well, this vegan shit is more environmentally sustainable than, than like, uh, you know, um, you know, ruminant animals slaughtering them and, and, you know, and turning them into food. Well, okay. Where does your shit come from? Right. That's if right. you're eating, you know, and honestly, if you're eating locally grown stuff, whether it's, you know, whether it's plants or animals, you're going to be doing so much better than buying the, buying the, uh, you know, so, you know, we're in the great state of Tennessee now. And, uh, or, well, at least I am, you've been in the great state of Tennessee for a dozen years now, but, um, you know, if, if I'm eat, if I'm eating um, you know if I'm eating strawberries from Watsonville, California, right? And I used to I, I'm, I'm originally from you know an area that's not you know, from Santa Cruz, which is not too far from Watsonville. So when I was eating you know if I was living in Santa Cruz eating Watsonville strawberries, that's fine, right? Or, or Salinas or wherever you know that, that that's the that's the other sort of agricultural thing. At least it's close by, you know. If, but if I'm eating those if I'm eating those same strawberries here in, in, in the great state of Tennessee, think about how much gas and things had to be you know generate you know, to to be burned to get those strawberries to me much less they're coming from you know some other part of the world right which well, you know there's those reefer trucks that you know they're you know, reefer things that you know that yeah that shout out to you know sir rev cyber trucker he he drives that reefer and and exactly. we love him for the fact that he's out there you know making it happen yeah exactly so um yeah but on I, the subject of strawberries uh in may is strawberry festivals here in tennessee so if you are looking for some local deliciously grown strawberries that is your hookup yeah exactly um yeah that was actually one of the first things i did when i came here and, I, and, and unfortunately i yeah, didn't they weren't really good though. they weren't really all that good but um the but uh, i i bought it from it so when i had uh, when i had arrived here in in tennessee i was the first week i was here i stayed in kingston which is um you know about from where we are what about a half hour 45 yeah, minutes it, it's about 30 minutes yeah so um it is it is the first uh, drive-through uh, um, Duncan that we get on the that we get on the way, right? That's right. Yeah, we so. we know locations by coffee. Yeah, exactly. Because of course we have to, you know, yeah. When we're when we're driving to K Town, yeah, we we usually need to get something to uh, something to consume along the way. And there's yeah the the uh, the drive-through. Um, you know, Duncan is actually, you know, around here is actually the other direction from going to K-Town. So the first... No, not we... technically. If you jumped off the highway into Lenore City about uh, 10 well, no, miles no, but that's what so, I'm you saying. could get some Starbucks. Yeah, well, you could do that too, right? But, but ultimately, yeah, there's... there. But I'm saying... But being less than 10 miles off the interstate, yes, Drunken Dog Nuts in Kingston is the closest to us. That's true, yeah. So I think we should probably talk about the first time I ever broke a tooth. Oh well, there we go. So let's let me let me see what there. Let me see what our um, see I, if we got any voicemails in. Yeah, because uh, I had to reboot. It's not too late. You can still call two five three two three seven three three two one and tell us about the first time you broke a tooth or yeah, anything exactly. else that's on your mind. Yeah, exactly. We want to we want to hear from you. Yes, so, we do. Um, so yeah, I guess I can talk about. So we don't have any voicemails at Nobody the moment. Nobody loves us, so, I'm sad. Where's Mr. Christopher Battles, damn it? I know. He always weighs in, or he won sauce. Yeah, Come on, sorry. guys, you're letting us down. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but we love you. All right, so I uh, I, hadn't, I didn't tell you this story because we said show content, right? This, yes. This was, so I didn't actually break a tooth, but I did chip a tooth. And you promised to show me where you chipped yeah, the tooth. right here. 
You know what? I want you guys to know, ladies and gentlemen, Phone Boy has the most perfect teeth of any fucking No, I do not. My seen. teeth yes, are not. Yes, he does. No. Do not let this man lie to you. He has the most perfect smile. <laughs> I could not see where he had chipped this tooth, and I've been very close to his teeth. Yeah, well, so I did actually... Okay, so as a... Probably... Yeah, I was probably 12 or 13. My... My mom took me into the dentist to potentially. Uh, we look. We had looked at potentially doing braces, and the doctor was. Really? Yeah. The doctor was like, "Well, you know, I kind of went through it. I'm like, no, I don't really want to do it because, yeah, I do have just a, a a slight overbite, not much of one, right? But and and they were and they could have easily um, straightened my smile so it looked you know so it looked better or whatever. But I ultimately decided, no, I don't really want to do that. Um, so you have a perfect smile and it's beautiful. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, my teeth are not perfect. Now, my now both of my children have had, you know, have been to the dentist and had their, um, you know, had their smiles straightened. But uh, I did not do that. I, I well, didn't. that's because you paid for it, and you know. Oh the yeah, and, and trust me, it. I fucking paid for it. I mean, and it, you're it, still paying for it. But anyway. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. Uh, Promise not to. Yeah, but uh, you know, this is the uh, um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, so I did, and I think what I did it on. Honestly, was like a mechanical pencil, and I don't, and I'm not really. Yeah, when I was, I don't know, uh, you know, when when these big teeth came in, I, I chipped it just a little bit there, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I don't know why I had the thing in my mouth or whatever, but apparently got you know just a little tiny bit right you here. You just, you absolutely cannot tell. I mean, you have the most perfect. Yeah. So, smile. Um, but there's lots of, of course, there's lots of ways I could have chipped my teeth, um, but uh, fortunately, I have not done that. So, uh, so. All right. I, I keep telling you, phone boy, when when learning to have the oral skills, uh, don't turn the vibrator on. You'll chip a tooth. Okay. Okay, so my actual story on ever having broke a tooth happened within the last couple of years. I actually have two teeth that are missing on the bottom in the front and the reason being is because i was eating a pancake puppy when driving through knoxville and somehow managed when i bit down on it it caused my tongue ring to slam against my tooth root because unfortunately i have a gum degeneration that my that is genetic and it causes the root of my teeth to become exposed well, when my tongue ring slammed against the tooth root, it broke it. So I actually had to have an emergency dental appointment because the tooth was so loose, there was no way to repair it. And I had to, I was going to have to have it removed. And when I went in, the dentist said, well, if we were, and I probably should have told him to go fuck himself at the time. But he said, when we remove this, we are going to have to take the one next to it because it is just going to be wiggly and unstable. And I probably should have just said, yeah, well, whatever. I'll stick with a wiggly tooth. But I didn't. So I ended up having both of them removed, which I highly regret because, yeah, I look terrible with two missing teeth in the front on the bottom. Not that I won't look terrible anyway, but... It makes it look more terrible. And I keep telling myself that I'm going to get part, a, you know, a partial and 
this and that and the other thing. And I had plans to get my teeth fixed at the beginning of the year. That's why I had put so much money into my HSA, only to find out that you can only contribute like 50 bucks a week max to your HSA and you can't use it all at once. And it was just a big ass problem. And I will still get my teeth fixed. They're just not going to be done, <laughs> you know, in the time frame that I was hoping for. But that's the way that I broke a tooth. Yeah, and uh, if you want to weigh in on, well, keto bullshit or your tooth, get, you, you, the time you broke your tooth or whatever, give us a call at 253-237-3321. Whether you're listening live or not, you can uh, you can still do that. Uh, we we want to hear from you. That's right. Yeah. So, um, okay, I think that's our, and then I think that's our refire segment, right? Is that we got yep, everything? Yep, that's, that's our refire okay, segment. Okay, so now, now, now what's up? Now we get to talk about the negative side of keto. Yeah, which is mostly just about the products that, that claim to be keto but aren't. Actually, there there is a little more to it than that. We are we are definitely going to be talking about those products that they claim are keto that we say is hot fresh bullshit. Well, okay, so I'm mean, I actually the, now that so I actually pulled up so as part of the research for this, uh, I actually pulled up an article from Harvard. Now Harvard, now if you are, um, you know, Harvard is very. Uh, very plant-based, as I guess is the very the, the ways to turn, and, and 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 so they do not like ketogenic diet. And I actually think that with with keto, and, it, and it's funny because so Vinny Tortorich did his. Uh, you're going the wrong way. You need to go the. You need to go the other way. Other way. Other way. I'm talking to you. It's not. It's oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, you're trying to actually fix it. Okay, got it. Okay. Did you think I was doing? Yeah. I, okay. Well, yeah. She's trying to adjust. She's trying to adjust the microphone, right? Um, but so it's Vinnie Tortorich in his in, in his uh, in his last documentary that he did called uh, you know Beyond Impossible. It talks it talks about the you know the the vegans that are out there, the you know the sort of the you know, big vegan is probably the best way to describe it. And um, it, it and and there's a there's a there's a huge number of uh, you know vegan doctors out there that are promoting the vegan diet. But but honest but. They're not willing to debate anyone that uh, talks about any other things, apparently, because because what Vinnie Tortorich did. No, because did, they don't like opposition. Yeah, so because they so know they're full yeah, of shit. So, so Vinnie basically invited you know several prominent vegans, some of which are actually at Harvard, and you know said, "Hey, come on my movie and t tell me your side," because I don't want to you know I don't want to just be one sided or the other. Yeah, all of the I, all of the vegan doctors basically just told them to you know they they basically either denied or came up with some excuse why they couldn't do it or whatever. You know, he wanted to get the the truth of it, but instead you know they so he ended up he ended up printing all of their uh, you know or showing on the screen all of their you know all of the rejection letters he got, and it's just it was just kind of silly when you see it in the, the movie Beyond Impossible. So, but. Uh, uh, several prominent, or, or at least one of them, uh, Walter Willett, who's I think he's the head of health at Harvard or something. I have to look him up, but but ultimately, like douchebag. Yeah, I, w I wish I had the the douchebag clip. I was trying, to, but uh, but uh, basically, they you know there, there's and there's several other sites that that uh, that uh, poo poo the keto diet and say okay, well you know does it you know does it work? It says okay, I'll, I'll read you know how does the keto di keto diet work? And this is and I'll and again this is linked in the show notes. Here are the basics of keto. The diet aims to force your body into using a different type of fuel. That's actually correct, right? It's it's going from sugar to carbs, uh, or, or or sugar to uh, to fat, right? So instead of relying on sugar, glucose that comes from carbohydrates, such as grams, legumes, uh, vegetables, and fruits, the keto diet relies on ketone bodies, a type of fuel that the liver produces from stored fat. Okay, that is, so 
ultimately fat is is the fuel right uh, and yeah ketone bodies are something that's uh, that's a that comes from that so burning fat seems like an ideal way to lose pounds but getting delivered to make ketone bodies is tricky it requires that you deprive yourself of carbohydrates fewer than 20 to 50 grams of carbs per day now deprive well that sounds just kind of uh, that sound, that deprive sounds kind of uh kind of silly right you don't actually need carbohydrates your body will produce the sugar that you need right because they are correct that glucose is required but guess what it's so important your body makes it itself so you don't actually need to consume any more of that um you know keep in mind that a medium-sized banana has about 27 grams of carbs right yeah like i said your your, your blood sugar has about four teaspoons of, of of sugar in it at any given time and guess what that's a you know it doesn't take much to replenish that so um it typically takes a few days to reach a state of ketosis that's that's also correct eating too much protein can interfere with ketosis now that's not true at all your body again it literally needs you know and it may it, it may in fact generate it from protein that's correct but if you're if you're not getting enough key, um, protein in your body yeah you're, you're you're not protein enough enough uh, sugar and you know you don't you know if for some reason you need more sugar right yeah your body's going to create it it's called gluconeogenesis that's a normal process it's it's exactly what happens so um you know and they're talking about you know that yeah um you know again there's there's some weird stuff in here but it's a uh, um you know, but it's, yeah, they, of course, they also poo-poo saturated fat, which is, uh, which, by the way, we were eating in, in, you know, I won't say in massive quantities, but we were eating it with, you know, with food prior to 1980, you know, prior to, uh, you know, I don't know the, um, what's, what's his name, the, um, um, Surgeon General? You, not the Surgeon General, no, I'm going back to, um, uh i'm trying to remember the the, the guy that that ever that, that that they that they don't like because he's a um you know he he decided that saturated fat was bad and ultimately um you know the, I, I forget it was like eisenhower or somebody had a had a heart attack okay. and oh yeah 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 i know what you're talking yeah you know about. who i'm talking about right they said oh well saturated fat they couldn't prove it and they said well let's go with it right well it, it turned out that'd be the case at all it's all the sugar that started to appear in all the food right exactly um, so all fruits are rich in carbs. Now that's not true at all, but but you can have certain fruits in, in small portions, vegetables, or, you know, or you know, yeah, and, berries. If if you really want to have fruit on keto, berries is pretty much the only fruit that they don't yeah. poo on. Yeah, but it, and again, that's in. But I would but I would argue quality. that as long as you're eating fruit in season, local, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, you know, honestly, if you're eating, you know, yeah, if you're eating. Um, it you know, all if, comes if, down to if you want to eat it, eat local and eat in season. Yeah, j don't just eat random fruit, right? Um, you know, they're saying, oh, saturated fat is bad, and I, I think I think that's been pretty much. You know, again, there's, um, there's we no were eating fruit. we were eating saturated fat well before the dietary guidelines in 1980, and and you know, it's all the sugar that you, you take away fat. Ultimately, there's three macronutrients. Two of them two of them are generate energy. You take fat away, guess what? You're gonna you're gonna increase carbs. Right, you don't really have a yeah, choice because everything has to have a balance. There's yeah. a yin and a yang in everything. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, no, and it also it says other potential potential keto risks include nutrient deficiency. If you're not eating a wide variety of vegetables, fruits, and grains, you may be at risk for deficiencies in micronutrients, including selenium, magnesium, phosphorus, and vitamins V and C. McManus says, or that McManus is the 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 the, uh, the captured. Um, uh, 
you know dietitian that they're using to talk about this, right? Well, now, actually, we can we can let, and, and in fact, right? We actually did a little bit of research. I didn't did. I didn't research these specific ones, but we did, or, or some of them we did. Actually, magnesium we did. So we actually did uh, selenium, magnesium, B twelve, potassium, and copper. Just for yeah. The record. So interestingly enough, so. So let, okay, so let's talk. Okay, so magnesium is one we hear about. In fact, there's there's some supplements for it, and often there's you know one of the reasons people can you know it's like you know one of the reasons you'd consume magnesium is to sleep better, right? It's a, it has actually no, it actually that is. Not why I'm shaking my head. What? Yes, yeah, but so magnesium is one of those things that people can consume to to help sleep, and that's one of the reasons you know that's one of the supplements they tell you to take to to sleep better, right? Is is to is, is you take it at at bedtime, but. Yeah, magnesium and potassium together actually helps with leg cramps as well. I mean, yeah. that should so, be something important okay, so, for you as so, a runner. So, okay, so let's actually so let's look at this just for just for fun here. Is um, and I'm going to pull it up. So, uh, magnesium, right? What do you think the top foods are that contain magnesium? Let's actually Ooh, pick me, pick me. Okay, so what? So, actually, in this case, the. the uh, the food that actually contains, you know, when we're talking about magnesium, yeah, we're actually talking about plant-based stuff and for, right. for magnesium in particular, right? So, right. one ounce of so like one ounce of pumpkin seeds will give you thirty-seven percent of the uh, the recommended daily value for for magnesium, right? That's a, that's mm-hmm. so, and you have to get down to let's see what it let's see where we get to. Um, that is one. That is a particular uh, micronutrient. That yeah, plants are the best place to get that. But guess what? You only need you know you don't you don't need that much plants to do it. I mean, so by the way, and, and, and most of these things can be consumed on keto. So pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, almonds, spinach, right? A, a, a green leafy vegetable, right? So you want uh, me? You want me to make this phone boy speaks again? Uh, I'll I'll walk away and go dinner. Yeah. Oh. You're stealing my shit again. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, exactly. So go on. Oh no, you got this well in hand. Yeah, yeah. So okay, well, um, but uh, what, what was the other, what was one of the ones that we'd also done research? Oh, on? Oh, now you need my help. <laughs> we were actually because they list negative effects. Okay, of doing the keto diet, staying on it long term. You know, low protein in the blood, extra fat in the liver, kidney stones, and the micro deficiencies, micronutrient deficiencies of things like B12, vitamin A, D, C, iron, selenium. Um, and honestly, before we dive all kinds of into those micronutrients, I do want to say that if you have, I should say, if you take SGLT2, which is sodium glucose co-transporter 2, it's an inhibitor for type 2 diabetes that can increase your risk for diabetic ketoacidosis. So it's a dangerous condition, of course, you know, which increases the acidity and blood levels. So if you're taking this medication, absolutely under no circumstances should you do keto because it could literally be life-threatening. But yeah. the, the micronutrient deficiencies that they're talking about, there's a lot of foods that are allowed on keto that you eat that include these micronutrients. So, oh, yeah. for example, like the selenium that you were talking about, that's found in tuna, Brazilian, Brazil nuts, halibut, and ham, which are all foods that you're allowed to have. Yeah, on and the sardines keto diet. also, right? 
Yeah, that's yeah. more your wheelhouse than mine. Yeah. Are well, nasty. you, you got to be careful with ham, though, as we found out, right? Oh, my There's, God, yes. Yeah, that, that ham, you got to read the ingredients on the ham because you realize that it's hot, fresh garbage, right? Yeah, and I actually, I thought, okay, maybe this is just some bullshit from the package, you know, from the company or whatever. So I grabbed a hold of a whole ham that was hanging at the grocery store today and read the ingredients. And I was so hurt to find that brown sugar was listed as one of the ingredients. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, it's yeah. There's a reason I don't like ham. It's a uh, you know because it's not a uh, thing. But uh, um, yeah, so. it's almost like it's not a one ingredient food because of the way that they have to cure it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but most of this, so yeah, so like selenium is in a great example. It's like all of the yeah. The, in order to get a plant based thing, you have to go down. It's 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 like that. It's it's macaroni. You shouldn't be eating that macaroni. That blew my mind when yeah. we, when we looked at that. I'm like, macaroni is not a food that's found naturally yeah. in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not, you know, in uh, not in nature. Yeah, yeah, not in nature. Like, yeah. why would that be on the list? That's such a bizarre thing yeah. to to put on that list. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and with any of these things, right? It's, and there's there's a lot of... So we're going to have links to all of this in the show notes, of right? Of course. Um, now, here's one that comes up with, with vegans uh, oftentimes is B12. Well, I can actually speak to that because yeah. B12 is naturally found in beef liver, clams, salmon, and cheddar cheese. Again, all things you can eat on the keto diet. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... Yeah. I've I lost my mind here for a second. That's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll reassure you, phone boy, you never had it. You didn't lose <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. But... Yeah, and it's but things like potassium. Yeah. Okay, potassium is extremely important, especially because anyone who's ever had a massive Charlie horse knows yeah. the first thought is, "Damn, I need to increase my potassium intake." And people automatically go to bananas when yeah, they Yeah, I mean that's what, that's what my grandma always said, have mm -hmm. a, yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, you, you need some potassium, have a banana. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. So, and but, it's but but guess, but guess what? Okay, but but you guess what the number one uh, the number one food that contains potassium? Tell me. It would be apricots. Yeah, but you're not allowed to have apricots. Because yeah, because well, not dried ones because that's because that's basically sugar turds, right? That's uh, right. Yeah. So now this is one of those ones. Okay, so in order to get down to something, so I'm looking at the list here. The only one, yeah. So yeah, because it's apricot. So squash, right? You could actually have some squash, right? And right. That, that's a that's a yeah, squash, that, spinach, um, eggs, yeah. coffee, um, even. Yeah, exactly. Coffee, even. Yeah. Now you could you could get some beef, right? I mean, beef will also have it too, like some top or sirloin. chicken boobs. Yeah, or chicken, chicken boobs or salmon or yeah, chicken mm -hmm. boobs. Yeah, chicken boobs. Those are not chicken boobs. Those are phone boy boobs. Yeah. But they're just as luscious. Yeah. <laughs> not as luscious as they used to be. Well, that's because you're not as soft and suckling as you used to be, according to Vinny. I yeah, I, I'm, I'm, lean, I'm, I'm lean and mean. Yeah, yes, yeah. you are. You well, are leaner and meaner. Mean. I don't know about that. But anyway. so Nah, you're lean, but not mean. You're sweet. Yeah. So. Um, now, it, but it, but yeah, I mean, with all this stuff, you could so you can look through all these micronutrients, and, and yeah, there are some that yeah, you might want to you might want to eat some plants every now and again. But the reality is, you don't need that much to get what you need. Yeah, we're and, not poo pooing on plants. We yeah, like plants exactly. Meat and, jewelry, as you call it. Yeah, I call it meat jewelry exactly. Um, but uh, for with all these things, yeah, you can find all of these. Um, you know, it, it's just, there's all these things you can do. And we, we also looked at, I'm trying to see what else we looked at here. Well, uh, we also looked at copper. Copper. And there surprisingly, we go. chocolate contains copper. 
as a nutrient. So all of you chocoholics out there, rejoice because you're yeah. probably going to be getting your daily yeah. dose of copper from that sweet yeah. treat. But let's go back to B12 for a second because we didn't go there. So yes, we um, did. So one of the um, this is a nutrient that often comes up in that that uh you know is if you're if you're a vegan right it's actually something that comes up that uh you know that it's it's it is one of the nutrients that you need that that basically you can't get you really can't get from plants right it's 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 it is a now there are some vegans out there that claim that you can't now i pulled so i pulled up an article from the national institutes of health right so this is a this and so if you go into the list of um you know what is actually you know what is actually you know so the top sources of b12 almost all of them are in fact you know so like number one that that gives you know like three ounces of beef liver gives you three thousand percent of the daily value of b12 right so now of course people may not want to eat um you know beef liver but you can buy supplements that are that you know desiccated that are that are totally fine um you know you get into you know so the things that you know before you get down so um, you know, the, the first sort of plant-based option for B12 is nutritional yeast, which, and it's fortified, which should tell you something, right? It's not just yeast on its own. And, yeah, it's not like a one ingredient. And, yeah, yeah. So you have to, in terms of getting down to something that is not, that is not a, you know, like, and then, then you get breakfast cereals. And breakfast cereals, yeah, you're not getting a whole lot in your breakfast cereal and you got a whole lot of other crap. In order to get, yeah, I can't find anything on the list here of you know of you know in, on the on this list from the national institutes of health of any food that actually contains any b12 that's not a uh, that's either not a man-made food or that's not meat right everything else right. on that list is is, is you know so literally and, and b12 is one of those nutrients that you need to survive the body cannot make b12 right. it has to come from the food that you eat and if you're not eating it from you're not getting it from animal sources yeah you're getting it from a supplement or you're getting it from something that's fortified that you probably shouldn't eat anyway right if you're if you're trying to eat one ingredient foods and trying to be healthier yeah you need to eat meat in order to get that stuff you don't you don't right. need to eat a lot of meat you know again you know, like, and, you know, God, a, a one ounce of beef liver will be more than enough to give you all your B12, right? Right. And quite honestly, like to all the vegans out there, like, I respect your decision to be a vegan. And if you, you know, if you want to continue on that road, that's, you know, that's great. And, and that's your choice. And then I have no, you know, no problem with that. However, um, take your supplements and shut the fuck up. Because I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm a meat eater. I make no apologies for the fact. I did not get to the top of the food chain eating fucking vegetables. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you eat some. Yeah, you eat. I mean. Oh, I love vegetables. Yeah. Well, but by, it's not by, by be the, the way, they're, 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 you know, they're, there's my... a reason we call the meat jewelry, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, they're they're there when you don't have the meat, or you know, as 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 an accoutrement to the meat. The meat is where the where you get most of the nutrients. And if you and if you go through all these macronutrients, most of them, guess what, come from meat sources, or you can get That's them right. in meat sources. So you don't need that much. But yeah, um, exactly. So, like so, the copper aspect. You know, you were talking about the beef liver. And you said something about clams, you know, mollusks, which clams are in the category of, as well as crab meat and mushrooms, which I'm a huge fan of mushrooms. Uh, Mushrooms mushrooms. for the win. Absolutely. And uh, especially the uh, psychedelic ones. Oh, that's a different episode. (laughs) Oh, well, gosh, darn it. I must have ate too many. Yeah. But yeah, mushrooms and almonds, too. 
are yeah. really good sources. Yeah. Of now copper. you gotta be. You gotta. Okay. So the thing you gotta be careful of, and actually, like when we get into it, was actually copper. I think is what it was, right? Right. Um, copper. The the thing that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was. I think it was. I think it was. No, it was selenium. Actually, we get down to selenium. The number one. The number one source of selenium is actually Brazil nuts, which is actually one of my favorite nuts. But you only need like six to eight nuts to get that. Right. So, See, and that's the problem. I can't eat Brazil nuts. To no, me, they taste I, I, like I dirt. I love Brazil nuts. Okay. I used to love them when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, I, I won't say what my mom called them, but they were entos. Yeah. Uh, they used to uh, call yeah. Them. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, so, but they, yeah, the older I get, like I tried eating some, you know, within the last year or so, and I was like, "Geez, these taste like dirt." How did yeah. I like those as a kid? Yeah. So, um, is there anything else? Did we did we go through all this? I think we we were uh, we were going through the micronutrient thing, and then we were going to talk about my favorite thing that has to do with keto, which was how it's a bullshit marketing term, and okay. that most of the products that you find under yeah. the keto finger wag brand yeah. Yeah. have some degree of fake sugar yeah. and are just hot so, fresh Before ass. we do that, though, we did get a we did get a voicemail, actually. Uh, oh, I love a uh, voicemail! Yeah, so I, hopefully, now, I'm we're going to, I'm going to do this. Um, yeah. So no, 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 but you get Okay. It. So the first time I broke a tooth, I was an infant and I headbutted my mom in the face. She still guilts me about that one. But the first time I broke one of my own teeth was in college and I did pun intended a bang up job. The current end of that story is that 22 years later, I have a dental implant and two crowns. And I was talking about my experience on grumpy old Ben's last year. The story I'm going to tell you, though, is telling the story of when my cat broke a tooth. Oh, uh, when she was very, very young, we used to try to we used to catch her on the bathroom counter walking around. One of the things she loved to do was stick her face underneath the bathroom faucet and lick the water that was dripping down there. And uh, one of the days I was in the kitchen and I hear a thump and I look over and here comes the cat just sprinting out. And I go into the bathroom and I see a little bit of blood in the sink and the little wire filter attached to the bottom of the faucet is torn a little bit. I go find the cat and one of her, you know, cats have four major fangs. One of them is sticking out at a side angle and we ended up, well, to finish the story, we ended up taking her to the vet and she ended up having to have three teeth removed. So she is now a three-fanged kitty. And uh, what we're pretty sure was happening was uh, she was trying to lick out of the faucet and she slipped a little bit and jammed that fang into the metal mesh and then fell off the counter with all the leverage that comes. So that's the story of how we have a three-fanged kitty. If you want to know about my broken tooth, maybe another phone call. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. It's... Okay, well that went that went to the wrong place. <laughs> wow. Well, because it for some reason when I tried to play it, it went into yeah. Anyway, don't get into it, but it started Epic playing it. Fail. It started playing a it played it started playing a song is what it instead started instead of a clip. Yeah, it started playing a song instead of a clip. The that does poor happen. Sir Bemrose's kitty. Yeah, we yeah kitties. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so I have to tell the story about Cashmere. So as everyone knows, Cashmere was a itty bitty when I got him. He was like four weeks old. And when he started teething, this idiot would chew on my clipboard. And more than one time, I had actually found 
one of his baby kitty teeth on the clipboard with my paperwork. And one time there was like this little trail of blood that accompanied it. And I was so freaked out. I scooped him up and I was cradling him and petting him. I'm like, oh, my poor baby, are you okay? And he's just looking at me like, let me the fuck down, woman, or I'm going to scratch you to death. So I'm glad Kitty is okay, even if she is three fang. And <laughs> we're also glad that Sir, Sir Bemrose's <laughs> broken tooth did not end up being more nefarious than it ultimately could have been yeah um i do remember a story from i actually do remember my dad got a root canal Ooh. yeah and he actually had pulled i think he had the tooth pulled out and um, and showed it to me it's mm -hmm. like yeah that's uh this is what happens when you don't take care of your teeth properly i guess yeah that was the one thing that my dad was always really adamant about is there's no way in hell that i'm getting a root canal because you're literally pulling the nerve out of the tooth which ultimately kills the tooth so what's the point in having this tooth in your head it's an expensive procedure that you ultimately lose the tooth anyway so it really serves no purpose so i just exactly. never exactly. wanted to go through that i figured if i had a tooth that went to hell just yank it out of my head yeah exactly so um okay so um okay so you were gonna go into yeah uh, i was the... gonna go on to my keto rant about oh, all this fake yes. ass food that keto is putting out under that brand so okay well so let's i i, I want to state something just kind of for the record right the key, the term keto is not regulated in any way, shape, or form by at least in the U.S. Right? I mean, that you might see a, a keto certified thing. I'm not sure what that is, and I'm not saying it's you know it's bad or anything, but it's not a regulated term. So I could literally take a package of you know cane sugar, right? You know, granulated cane sugar that you that you'd use for cooking or something, and call it keto sugar. Nothing could stop me from doing that. And you'd that. be fucking rich because people would look at that and go, "Oh, I can have that. It's keto." Yeah. And and as we keep finding out, you know, so if you look at the precepts of keto, right? Like this magazine I bought, right? This, this is called the Keto Diet, 82 All-New Recipes to Keep You on Track. Now, I mean, I have to admit, the picture on the front, I don't know what that recipe is, but it does look pretty delicious. Okay, so there's some stuff in here. Now, I'm going to just, I'm just going to, I've just picked a page at random, and I have not done this, so let me... And I, and I can attest to the fact that he did not choose one in, you know, any, any kind of random way other than he just opened okay, the so book. Okay, so now I'm not, I'm not saying that all the recipes in here are crap, but so let's go with grilled vegetables and flank steak salad with blue cheese vinaigrette. So you have my attention. Yeah, I have my attention. So I'm just going to go. Okay. So, um, you know, so we, of course, flank steak's pretty good. Although you got to be careful with that. Uh, olive oil. Again, you got to be careful with olive oil because not all olive oil is, is uh, truly, uh, truly olive oil. It might be cut with you know, up to 40% with uh, some seed oil. Um, garlic powder, kosher salt, black pepper, squash. Okay. That's, you know, so red onion, bell pepper, um, white wine vinegar, uh, blue cheese and grape tomatoes now that's that one's actually okay but so but i can guarantee you that i went in here right uh okay well let's let's actually go the, the one on the same page flank steak with caramelized onions and balsamic glaze now i'm going through all of this and um 
Now, balsamic vinegar's got sugar in it, and you got to be care- you got to be careful with that. So that's probably not that right there should be enough to kind of make you, uh, you know, f- freak out about that. Uh, cooking spray. Now, what do you know by cooking spray? Well, cooking spray is most likely um, not you know, what you want to be ingesting. Yeah, exactly. Garbage. Yeah. Now that's but that's I mean they don't you know keto doesn't necessarily talk they, they talk about certain le- levels but let's actually go with a. Um, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find a good. That's why we use the avocado cooking spray from? What is that brand? Um, primal. It's either Primal. It's, it's chosen primal. foods. I think it's chosen like, foods. Yeah. So you yeah, know, the, although again, that, that, that's not regulated. Also, yeah, because chosen foods we discovered today has some. Yeah, not uh, not so good shit in it. Yeah. When we looked oh, at masala their dressing. pumpkin seeds. Here's a great one. Guess what Ooh. the first ingredient is? Canola oil. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be eating that's canola. That's what got me when I looked at that magazine just briefly. And I think it was part of the reason why we decided to buy it was because when I saw that they were good with using seed oils, I was like, yep, this is going to be good. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, again, I, this is, I'm just kind of looking around in here. There, but you start looking into these things and you kind of go, okay, so there's because, um, you know, there's there, in general, right? You want to you want to eat as clean as possible, and if you understand how seed oils are made, you would never want to eat them. Guess what? They're seed oils were originally used when they were when they were discovered and used. They were originally used to lubricate manufacturing equipment. That ought to scare you. Yeah, that should scare you. They it's so it's effectively toxic waste that they figured out how to make edible. And do you think it's good for us? Hell yeah, no. no. Um, no, but I think I'm trying to remember what one of the ones we found in here, but they also, you know, again, you're talking about, you know, so some of this stuff might be okay, but they also just kind of say, uh, you know, with some of these things, like you will find like, um, you know, like some artificial sweetener or, yeah, that um, I think was what the problem was. Yeah. So I was trying to find the one. So, so some of these recipes are okay, or you could make some small modifications to them, but you'd have to be, you can't just accept what they say, like cooking spray. You can't just necessarily do that. Right. Right. Um, you need to actually, um, you know, again, be, be more circumspect and just, you know, don't just say, Oh, I'll use any old, whatever. Right. Uh, you know, don't use any old olive oil for instance. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, some of this stuff is okay. You know, so I'm just kind of thumbing through this magazine. Some of this stuff's okay, right? Um, right. But, uh, but again, with all this stuff, yeah, if you want to eat clean, yeah. Or, you know, one cup of canola, or like here, tarragon chicken salad. Half cup of canola mayonnaise. Are you kidding me? Right? Well, considering the fact that in, um, in the list of don't eat foods... Mayonnaise is actually listed as one of the don't eat foods, so that's a direct contradiction. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I'm just looking at this and trying to see who the publisher is and see if they're. No, it's not a. It's not a name I recognize. But um, so it's so actually you know, looking through this. Yeah, there are some ones in here. You got to be careful. And ultimately, yeah, you can't just accept something that says keto. You need to uh, trust but verify, right? And this is this is a phrase we use a lot. That's is, what we say. A lot. Is is ultimately yeah. Don't just because something says keto read the labels and oh by the way like we like 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 uh you know like 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 my partner had talked about um you know it says in there don't use artificial sweeteners guess what a lot of these products have i mean so like so erythritol which is an out al- uh sugar alcohol i actually took a picture of sugar-free barbecue sauce i won't give you the brand name but it is a rather famous brand 
And right there, toward the end of the ingredients, big as life, sucralose. Yeah. I was offended. Yeah, we're going to have to, we'll put a picture of that in the show notes. Yes, we will. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's it, not just that. I mean, I saw ingredients that are claiming to be keto that had, and, and actually it was a recipe, that, and I think it's the recipe you're talking about, that said to use cornstarch in place of arrowroot flour or something like that uh, for a breaded... Oh, yeah, well, or or, here, or here's, a, here's a great one. Baked pimento cheese dip. Um, you're talking about that. Uh, let's see. One tablespoon of cornstarch. Yeah, no, right? Uh, one cup of mayonnaise. Yeah, as long as it's as long as it's not uh, you know stuff. You know Worcestershire sauce. Oh, by the way, oh, that yeah, contains that's got sugar. sugar in it. Yeah. Um, y- you know so. Well, that's another one of those things we were talking about about foods that the sugar is hiding in it that you wouldn't expect. Worcestershire sauce, a one sauce. Yeah, read your labels, guys. I mean, we we keep Precisely. talking about that, right? Um, yeah, there's so there is a. Um, yeah, there. Is, so the like the um, the Primal Kitchen uh, buffalo sauce is actually pretty good, right? And, and I bought some of that. I've got some in the fridge, um, and it's pretty. It's pretty straight. We were looking at hot sauce today, and it, it, it's it's amazing how much sugar you'll find in hot sauce. Actually, I I think that was one of the things that I was a little off by was that the Primal Kitchen brand of what they called barbecue sauce, which kind of, by the ingredients in it and the look of it, reminded me of a Carolina, like, mustard-based, vinegar-based kind of sauce. It actually had some shit in it, which what, what, made my what did heart it have in it? I, I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but I remember saying to you, or maybe I'm wrong, maybe it wasn't that one. That was that one. We, it we, was we, that it was one. Primal, okay. It was Primal Kitchen, yeah, for sure. Because Yeah, and uh, I was really upset because Primal Kitchen's always been a really good go-to yeah. for No, it, it had it like tapioca starch or something in it. Yes, I think that's exactly yeah. what it was. And I was like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. And and honestly, yeah, it's it's so there are things, you know, and, and you know, and that's the kind, you know, starches, right? Or kind of it's something that turns to sugar in your body. It's not something you should be consuming if you can avoid it. Now, in all fairness, though, okay, much like we just talked about, when you're doing keto or you're doing a low carb, it's not a no carb; it's a low carb. So technically, and I can't believe this is going to come out of my mouth, but you actually can get away with a product like the Primal Kitchen or the Chosen with having the tapioca starch or something to that effect because it's not enough of a carb to really be a large impact if you're doing a low carb but because of the fact that we try to consume absolutely zero carbs at all costs you're not going to purposely buy yeah, a although we're sitting here there. drinking alcohol which is well whole, you know tomato yeah. tomato yeah. Uh, but so, so here's, here's the thing okay so i'll but i'll put it a different way right is that when you're starting out right my guess is a product like that will be is a good transition product because it's probably better than anything you've been consuming before now oh by far when you get to a certain point and you're trying to you know and you're trying to tighten things up and you're trying to be you know as you know as you know low carb as possible or zero you know or you know i don't think you can ever be zero carb because that's just i don't think that's right. feasible but be as low carb as possible mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You, those are things you, you're going to start cutting out, right? As you start getting more and more whatever, those are, so those are, you know, those are probably more transition products at some point, right? You have to say, you know, and, and if you're somebody like Vinny Tortorich, who actually, uh, you know, he, he beat a rare form of leukemia and it hasn't come back normally when you, you know, when you go through, you know, you go through chemo and you, and you, and you, and you eradicate cancer, it comes back for him. He's been cancer free for more than ten years now, and the how he does that is by not eating sugars, grains, and seed oils. Right, because what you know, like we just talked about earlier, sugar feeds cancer. So yeah. starve the cancer, live long. That's right, starve. and prosper. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, and that's and that's it's funny because I, I know Vinny has talked about this before, and I and I he said you know he when he was going through his his uh, his bout with cancer back in you know back in the two thousands, you know a doctor you know a doctor had told him he said, you know that you know that uh, no you know that no sugar no grain thing you're doing yeah keep doing that because the the, the research is showing because because ultimately the you know um, cancer is anabolic, mm-hmm. which means that. It lives off sugar, yes, it right? Does. Because it can't, it, it can't do, you know, um, I forget, I, you know, um, it, it can't get its energy any other way. So if you want to prevent cancer from growing, don't eat sugar, basically, is what it comes down to. So Yeah, and I uh, wish I had known that. Yeah. I mean, we're coming up rapidly on the anniversary, July 2nd, of when I lost my friend Bernie to cancer. You know, fuck cancer. I hate cancer. It's, it's a shit show. And uh, I wish I had known all this stuff because I would have definitely said to him, look, man, this, you know, this may not save your life, but it damn sure might prolong it. And I wouldn't have had to watch him, you know, go in and out of consciousness because of the morphine and whatnot that they had him on in the hospital bed in his house, you know, surrounded by his family and friends. And that was one of the things I ever had to deal with was the loss of a person who was so i mean he was like family you know the the only thing that that separated him from being family was blood quite honestly yeah he he was just like you know he's 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 like the big brother i never had yeah very big brother but (laughs) yeah you know i i miss his ass a lot and i wish that i had known all this because i definitely would have said hey you know let's let's try this yeah, exactly. It, it could have made a difference. Yeah, I know. And yeah, I mean, honestly, like that's, uh, you know, to explain. And by the way, I think I know we've talked about this, but ultimately, like, um, you know, the difference between sugar and alcohol is in the uh, is in the is in the acute effects. Chronically, it ends up having the same impact, right? Because they it both does. because they because yeah, the only the only thing is the liver prioritizes getting rid of alcohol first because it's a toxin. Yeah, as I'm sitting here pouring the last. Yeah, of, don't. Yeah, I know. The we, last of this baby Coke into this Roman Coke that I'm consuming. Uh, yeah, today. I know. We need I to get. Know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Get on vodka. Yes, I am a silly girl. Uh, no, I'm not just a silly girl. I the, know exactly what you I'm should be. Doing. You should be drinking coffee, which. Coffee's for closers only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is why you're not having any coffee tonight, because I did most of the work. Yeah, well, I I am having I'm, I'm having some cold brew in my uh, yeah. There's Jameson that cold brew. Don't even act like as if you're yeah. Being a good I, well, boy. exactly. Details, technicalities, those things, right? You damn right. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, um, do we have? So is that all of? I can't. Yeah. I would say that is probably the 
that's probably it. Yeah. We're gonna. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, that that's. Yeah, I think we've. I think we've done it. And uh, yeah, we again uh, and again. Yeah, we we are we are at the end of this, and so um, yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna we are going to um, we're gonna close it out, and hopefully okay. y'all got something out of it, and uh, hopefully you'll hang around for the after party. That's right. Those of those of you who are listening live, if you're on the No Agenda stream, uh, go over to Lotus stream, and you can join us and listen to uh, listen to our music and chat, and uh, and and the the fucking dinner that uh, that uh, Phoenix is making. It's probably gonna be fucking amazing. I hope so. Yeah. Well, um, but uh, anyway, uh, we, we certainly appreciate all of you that are that are listening to us. And again, um, go to lotuseffect.show. You can listen to past episodes uh, and uh, and all of that. And you can lotuseffect.stream to hear the music and everything that I play during the, uh, um, you know, during the off hours. And, and you can tune into us live directly there. That's right. Or go to lotuseffect.chat and troll us during the live show. That's right. So anyway, uh, until next time, uh, I'm Phone Boy. And I'm Phoenix. And we'll see you next time uh, on the Lotus Effect. Bye. Bye.